This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged, the podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Hey, welcome to another edition of Pat Soundbites Unplugged podcast. Keeping new music alive is what I do. I am your host, Pat Calamari. Episode today is 197 with rocker John Cusmano of The Fastest Land Animal. And we talked to John about the new album, East Coast, West Coast, In Between. Yeah, if that name sounds familiar, well, he's also the front man of the band The Cringe. Pretty cool stuff. So he wanted to try something different if you remember that whole thing with uh, this band, Fastest Land Animal. And um, they had great videos. Um, and their band is still some part of the band of the Cringe. The Cringe has taken a little hiatus. Alphonse Castile on bass and Andrew Muskin on drums. They're also known as... John is known as Screaming Jack Novak. Alphonse is Johnny Blades. And Andrew is Shark Samuels. And uh, really good music. John is also um, a lawyer. And he's the husband of the amazing Food Channel Network, Rachel Ray. So, great chat with John. You can check it out. It was on Zoom. Go to my YouTube channel. Check that out. Hit the subscribe button. I really appreciate that. And support John. And check out their music and their cool album, East Coast, West Coast, In Between. As always, live, love, and laugh a lot because life is way too short. Now, does that not sound familiar? I know it does for me. But as I always say, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, fastest land animal. It's all about the numbers these days. All right, where's my big Yankee fan, John Cusimano? Come on back. Hey, there he is. He's back. Welcome, hey. <laughs> welcome back, John. Great to see you. Great to see you too, Patch. I like your shirt. We know those dudes in Bad Marriage. I know you do because I got a story for you about all that. But anyway, welcome back, my friend John Screaming Jack Novak. My goodness, congratulations on the success of the not only the debut album, but this album. Holy crap, John. I mean, wow. Thank you so much. I mean, we're we're just we're happy to be uh back uh out in front of crowds and playing live you know we were we were trapped in our houses for a while like everyone else when we did the first album but now we're out we're touring we are playing gigs with the guys on your t-shirt and uh and uh our our mutual friends in the band tesla not to be confused with the car and we're just happy to be back Oh, my goodness. January 20th, Fastest Land Animal sophomore album, East Coast, West Coast, little flat iron, little beach, little steer for the shark guy. <laughs> Officially released. Go and purchase it wherever you get your digital streaming platform. But as John says, they're hitting the road, so I recommend you buy it so John can sign it. You can't sign Spotify. You've heard enough of that from me. My goodness, John, <laughs> approaching 1 million views on YouTube for the lyric videos of Cowboys in Nashville out of rage next to you, running hide. The momentum keeps going from the debut album, Too Close to the Fire, Answer in My Head, 
bubble candy. I mean, how do you, what do you do? I mean, did, you never, nobody ever expected this, right? I mean, come on. I don't know, man. I just keep writing songs. I, uh, I'm part of a, uh, it's called the song game. And it's, it was started by my friend, Bob Schneider, who's a, uh, uh, a Austin, Texas based, uh, song, songwriter and very talented musician and performer. And every week, uh, we have, we are given an assignment and the assignment is a phrase or a word. And there's about 20 of us, 18 of us in this little uh, song game. It's a, like a, um, an email thing. And you have to, within a week, record, uh, write and record a song, including the, uh, incorporating the phrase that Bob comes up with. So um, it forces you to write a song every week. And it's not about like, commenting on anyone else's songs it's, it's just about exercising that songwriting muscle so uh at the end of the year you've got 52 songs some of them suck some of them are good some of them are in between but you you at least have an album's worth of material that you can work with and uh that really helps um with you know coming up with material for albums and you know the the fastest land animal thing is really about it's fast, fastest land animal. So we have, you know, we we came up with a a a rule that every song needs to be at at least 150 beats per minute. So um, I'm when I'm writing my songs for the song game, I'm I have that in mind, and I want it to be kind of like a punk rock thing. Um, but you know, with like uh, you know, I'm really uh, aware of having the you know having the uh you need to have like a cleverly written song hidden hidden within that punk rock uh the punk rock uh genre rapper. right no pretty cool can anybody do that can anybody join is there a charge or this is just a friend you you hanging out with a group of friends working on doing this yeah project. it's like a group of friends thing i you know i don't, I don't that's a great idea you got to ask Bob. I mean, Bob is the guy in charge of who's in that. But there's only there's like 18 of us. It it got a little uh, big and a little out of control, and then he kind of kicked some people out. But um, but the key yeah. is practice, practice, practice. I mean, so many people have got this lyric. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, musician, John, but it's like what is it? A rhyme book, you know, fire and, you know, desire. And I remember, you know, we're going to talk about next to you with the police and that cover in the sting. And I remember the story about every, every breath you take or was it, no, every, every little thing is magic. And he couldn't think what's what rhymes with magic. And it all was a tragic, you know? So, yeah, I mean, but this is different because it, it makes you think it makes you put together stuff. So like you said, some are good, some are not so good, but you're using the brain. And you're exactly. keeping and you're keeping yourself relevant, right? You're keeping yourself. Like, yeah, the songwriting uh, process is it's a, it's a muscle like anything else, and you have to exercise it. And uh, there is a it's it's weird because there is a bit of this like something's out there in the ether, and you cap. It's like it's like going fishing. Like you know, sometimes I'll sit here and, and try and write a song, and there's nothing, and there's nothing, and I keep, just keep throwing out the cast and then I'll catch something and then you can write a song around that. 
And that's what's really exciting and kind of elusive about the songwriting process. But the more you do it, the better you get at it, obviously, like anything else. So that's that's what it's all about. It's just you write a song, you write a song every week, every week of the year. And what's really fun is that sometimes you'll write something that you don't really like and you don't think it's useful. And that happened with this song uh, called Cowboys in Nashville, which is on the album. I wrote that song, I don't know, like 15 years ago. And uh, I kind of buried it because I didn't think it was really useful. And then we were, you know, finishing up the album and we needed another song. And I said, I have this thing. I think it could be a Fastest Land Animal song. It's fast. It's kind of punky sounding. It's got this really cool distorted vocal thing going on, but it's only like half written. But what do you guys think? And I played it for the band and our uh, Don Gilmore, our producer. And they were all like, yes, that is a Fastest Land Animal song. So then I finished writing the song 15 years later. <laughs> My goodness, John, in three years, as we are into the 2023, I just want to, you know, 2020, you come up with this idea, new band, new concept, and then we get this whole COVID thing. I mean, you know, people are recording, but they're like reluctant to release the album because they can't tour. We're all in lockdown. And our last chat was, I know you lost a pet. And then the house fire before you go to Austin. And I'm like, guess when you people think you have a bad year or a bad day? John and his wonderful bride, Rachel. Oh, my goodness, Rachel Ray. Um, I mean, they couldn't wait to 2020 uh, to get out. 2021 comes, you release on March 5th, the debut album, and it kicks ass and takes names. And who would ever think, you know, when I, when I first chatted with you, and I'm thinking of the sock puppets, and you create these fictional characters, which are really cool, of Jack Novak and uh, Stark Sam, uh, Sammons and uh, Samuels. And uh, Johnny Blades, I should say Alphonse and uh, Andrew. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I just wish that you stayed more discreet than than you came out so quick that who you guys were. Because it would have been interesting to see really what, what people like. Who are these guys? Uh, not just me. I just thought, man, That's no, he right. came out I too quick. I totally agree with you. And uh, I wanted to keep it secret until now. Um, but, uh, we had a publicist that really wanted us to, let oh. everyone, it was really fun to have this album that our first album come out during COVID and no one knew who we were and just have people judge the music on the music merits. And then there was a lot of cool things going on. People thought we were like, is this the Eagles, the death metal guys, <laughs> Stone age guys, which is high praise for us indeed. Um, but then we did do um, an appearance on the uh, Howard Stern wrap-up show with uh, uh, my friend Gary Delabate and John Hine at the time um, and Rasan. So at that point, we kind of had to let the cat out of the bag. So that's what happened. No, but no. it would have been fun to keep it a secret, even until now. You know, I could have been like uh, – do this. <laughs> who I am. So, yeah, so. no, I just think it would have been, I, I mean, more people would have been going, what is this happening? But I want to fast forward because I know you got another interview behind me. May 7th, I'm good friends with Frank Cannon and my man Frank and the guys from Tesla. 
I'm like, Frank, we got to hook up, but he's playing like in Pennsylvania and he's played in New Hampshire and I love uh, Hampton uh, Beach up there. And I go, look, I'm going to drive to Penn's Peak and I'm going to hang out with you guys, Fritzy from Bad Marriage. And I walk in the door, it's all cool. And you guys take the stage. I go, holy shit. I know these guys. I know this guy. I'm like the only guy singing back to him. It was like people, I think a lot of, because obviously the cringe has opened up with Tesla and you know those guys pretty well. And I was just watching the audience and my buddy that was with me going, who is this guy? What is this? And I'm like laughing my ass off because I know I know this, this set list and that's why I, I had the shirt on today. But uh, I wish I knew. I said to Jody, I wish I knew John was opening. I would have loved to meet those guys. But yes, I was at your first show. That's amazing, Patrick. You know, I, and it was really fun because you know we were we were in another band previously called The Cringe, right? Uh, and then we started Fastest Land Animal and uh, the cringe. We toured uh, a lot with Tesla and Bad Marriage uh, and played a lot of these venues that you mentioned, like the uh, like uh, Hampton, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, the Casino Ballroom, which I love that venue. It's amazing. And and then uh, COVID happened and we were, you know, checked out for like a year and a half or so. Then we went back out, but we went back out as Fastest Land Animal with different names and you know, behind the scenes, it was like, it was like homecoming. We knew all the, all the cats, uh, you know, the crew, of course, the band guys were like good buzz with them and the guys in bad marriage, the guys in Tesla. And so it was just so fun to go back to all these venues as different guys in a different band. And then we started playing for the crowds and it was so fun. Funny because I saw that I, you know, you can kind of see what's going on in the crowd, and they're looking at me, and they're like, "I know that. <laughs> that that's this isn't Screaming Jack Nova. That's John Cusimano. He's from the Cringe, I think, the other band, and now he's in a different band. So it was it was really like like the big family homecoming, a big hug." And uh, we just we just love touring with those guys. That was cool. You're like, this is our first live show, and I'm like, uh, but you're right. It was like you could just see. Where I was sitting, it was like people were like, what? Because uh, they, they could relate to you. I don't know if they really r- picked up Alphonse or Andrew, but they could definitely know. I mean, you haven't changed one bit going, we know this guy. And then you look at the drum uh, bass, it says FLA, past this slant animal. But it was so cool. I said to Frank, oh, my goodness. Damn. I said, okay, I'm going to catch these guys at the next one. But uh, so cool. I got to talk about this track that you picked up because i got this oh yeah look at album that. 1978 i love this album. i think it's still one of their greatest albums out there why um well i kind of know why now it's a perfect that song fits this band fastest last animal like a glove it's fast it kicks ass i mean you could have done i mean i was thinking earlier today be my girl was maybe a little slow i love so lonely but next to you really fits you well so uh talk to me about the story about that john well we wanted to do um we'd never recorded i mean we play covers you know live sometimes because it's kind of fun and it gets the crowd going but we never recorded a cover before and we decided okay some of our favorite bands recorded covers like the beatles first two albums half the album was covers 
Um, David Bowie's, you know, he has at least a cover on almost all of his albums. So we said we could, we could do that. But we wanted to pick something that wasn't so on the nose and so obvious. So, like, um, I, we were going through iterations of different ideas. Like, so maybe the Stoo- like a Stooges cover or a Husker Du cover. Something that wasn't so obvious that everyone would know it was a cover. So we, we're not really fooling people into thinking it's our song, but we're kind of fooling people into thinking it's our song um, because it's a song they kind of maybe know, but but they think we wrote it, even though we didn't write it. So then our, our bass player, uh, Alphonse, came up with the idea of Next to You by The Police. We all love The Police. And that first album, particularly their first two or three albums, are, have that real punk rock new wave energy. And the songs are fast, so that check that box for Fastest Land Animal. And um, and uh, it, it, but it wasn't like so lonely or uh, Roxanne or something so obvious that people know it. It was an album track, right? Um, so that's why we picked it, just because it was something that wasn't so obvious and we could kind of claim it as our own even though it's not our own and let people you know listen to it and discover it on their uh, you know on their what own caught, what caught my ear john was more synthesized in that one spot where the police have more of a guitar thing yeah so the original track it's all guitar and bass and drums there's no i don't think there's any synth on it at no. all but when we recorded this album we did a little bit of synth on our first uh, album and then this album we kind of doubled down on the synth but specifically analog like vintage synths not something that's in your computer that you can play and then kind of repair and fix like i wanted to do um analog synths they have a really there's one i don't know if this is people can see this but right you can see it i mean is a, a moog it's all analog so there's like oscillators and you play it live so whatever you play you're going to get all the mistakes in there and you can create dialing in oscillators and lfos and different uh effects things you can create a sound that's never been heard before and it has a really like chewy bassy big fat sound to it it especially comes in really helpful when you're doing like the sub bass lines but i decided to do the guitar solo on that on the uh on the moog so i had to do two different tracks because it's a it was monophonic so i could only play one note at a time so i had to do one line of uh music and then the harmony i had to do separately and then i would just do it over and over again until i nailed it and got it down and then that's it we flew it into the into the track so it's it's just it's a lot of fun. It's like playing it live, and it just sounds better. I you know I don't know. No, it, to me it, it fits like a glove, John. It is definitely a track for fastest lad edible. It would be cool to hear what Sting had to say about it. Like like yeah, why not? Hey, kicks ass and takes that. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm getting rid of bronchitis. I hate it. Oh no. Yeah, no. I went to the islands and. The South Caribbean, it was great, drinking rum, doing karaoke. I come back to New York, home of, as you know, allergy capital of the world. And I'm like, no. Uh, but anyway, I see you got uh, the incredible Don 
uh, Gilmore back, and my goodness, and I know he did a couple cringe albums, I believe, for you, and he's probably uh, a fastest land animal member number four or five. Because what what does Don bring to the table besides being being like a general contractor where he knows enough's enough? Stop right there. This is where it ends. Or John, work on this. Or uh, Alphonse, work on that. Is that what makes a really good record producer having those kind of skill sets, being a good listener and knowing when to stop? Yeah, I mean that's that's the big part of his job. He's like, think of him as like the Martin Scorsese of the film. He's the director. So I, you know, we come to him with the music. He helps us uh, with the arrangements. He works, he doesn't necessarily write lyrics for me, but he works with me to keep writing and rewriting and rewriting lyrics until they're where they need to be, that he thinks this is going to be a good song. And then he's really skilled at, um, uh, like, knowing when we've nailed it. Like, I can do, we did this all the vocals on this album, the lead vocals and the backing vocals in, like, six days. Because he doesn't overwork me. Like, if I was left to my own devices, I would just keep singing and singing. I wouldn't know when it was right. I wouldn't know when I had what I needed to have. But Don's like, okay, you did it. You're good. Let's move on. Um, but he just, ha he just has good ears. He has good taste. And uh, he knows how to, you know, put, put the lasagna together, as it were. Nice. I like that uh, analogy. Rachel would like that analogy. How, what does he? How does he? What's he bring to the table with your vocals, John? Has he done stuff or told you to do things or bring you out of a, a range that you didn't know you had? Yeah, I mean, he's. Um, you got incredible vocals. Thank you. Um, yeah, vocals are a real personal thing, and it's really kind of like when you're. It's just. He, he clears out the room. It's just Don and me. Um, and I'm really comfortable singing to him because, you know, sometimes when you're singing, like if I just sang to you right now, I'd be like, ah, I kind of feel like a, like a jerk. But Don, that, that's all gone. And he will, he will have you sing a part and then he knows he's got what he needs. And then he'll say, I think you can beat that. And it's it's very comforting and it's very zen. It's not like like he's not beating you over the head. Right. He's like, I think you can beat that. And then you'll do it again. And he's like, Good, we got it. He's just it's just very comforting working with him on uh on vocals. And we expect another single video. Is that gonna be the trend coming up soon? Oh yeah, we, we got plenty more songs on the album. And then you you know, I'm I'm always writing because I'm part of the song game, so we're gonna we're gonna be touring, um, starting. Yeah, April. talk to me. Why are we coming to our hometown here in the east? Uh, I I I'm not allowed to announce it yet, <clears throat> but it's gonna be announced really soon, and I wish I could, but I've been sworn to secrecy. But yeah, we're going out in the on the road uh, in April, and we're gonna be touring. You know, hopefully through the end of the year, and. Uh, and I'm, you know, and working on the next FLA album. Well, I do the dice game. I'm not Andrew Dice Clay, but I do the dice game, John. So I meet you and the guys before or after the show and re-roll the dice. And if you get five of a kind and three rolls, 
I play the entire album on my radio show. I love it. Hey, and it's only happened. Guy. I love I love playing crap. So we I gotta see you at the crap stables. <laughs> I love it. Go to fastestlandanimal.band and get it all. You know, John, every time I listen to the album, my my favorite switch, and I love my mistake. I really okay. like that song. I mean, I fell in love with 14. That's got the fourteen's uh, one of my favorites. I, I love, love that in the moonlight. I'm like, my goodness, can cringe fans be? Well, I guess they could be. Are cringe fans fastest land animal fans? Well, it seems like it, you know when we're, when we're touring with uh, Tesla and Bad Marriage, a lot of those same fans recognize us and seem to like the music. I mean, it's just a little. Um, the music's a little more punk, a little faster, but it's still like big you know we're, we're shooting for the rafters we're i'm singing to the bleachers that's what it's all about a big big huge rock show and just you know it's, it's i all- wanted i wanted more i like it probably the only guy jumping up and down going <laughs> and i know you like you know you get to 26 minutes okay off move the stuff bad marriage and then you know obviously tesla but i i love the flow of the album i told everybody to go get it east coast west coast in between great band great guy wonderful wife and good things are happening man and i only wish more and i i hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as i have and can't wait to see you on the road we will see you too my man pat calamari yeah, keeping new music alive right here. I'm Pat Soundbites, and I'm taking a ride with the fastest slant animal, and it's not stopping. Go get it today. 